This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The announcement of the upcoming visit of President Joe Biden to take part in Selma's Bridge Crossing Jubilee is not landing without some controversy. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says that Biden is turning an important day in American history into a photo op for himself. Tuberville says the politicians that are coming this Sunday were nowhere to be seen this past January when the same Selma residents were devastated by tornadoes. The U.S. Senator says that he and his staff have been on the ground to assess the damage several times in Selma, as well as worked hard to get relief money to that area and to the residents. Tuberville says he hates to see these politicians going in for one day for a photo opportunity. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is making accusations within a civil lawsuit against the director of the Alabama Ethics Commission, Thomas Albritton. The court filing involves the Mabel Amos Memorial Fund, which provides financial assistance to students who are seeking to attend college. A.G. Marshall says in that filing that Al Britton allowed his own children to receive scholarship award money from the Memorial Fund that he was entrusted to administer free from any self-dealing or private gain. The filing involves about $100,000 from the trust between the years 2012 and 2019. The filing also names other board members, Rick Clifton and John Bell, as breaching their fiduciary duties to that trust by not interceding to stop all Britain from his actions. Relatives of former Alabama Secretary of State Mabel Amos are the original filers of this civil lawsuit. The Alabama Department of Environmental Management, ADEM, has ordered a landfill to be closed. The Cherokee Industrial Landfill must stay closed until their leachate levels are reduced. That is referring to the liquid waste that has been found in the storage tanks and landfill cells on that property. No more liquid waste can be accepted by the landfill owners from residents or contractors. Members of the Tri-City Solid Waste Disposal Authority will be holding an emergency meeting this week to discuss the issue and to potentially implement a leachate treatment system at that landfill. A state lawmaker is offering another bill that has to do with the constitutional carry law that was first implemented here in Alabama at the start of 2023. State Representative Chris England is offering HB 28 to prohibit a person from carrying a concealed weapon onto the property of a school unless they have purchased a concealed carry permit to go with it. The bill from England removes a section of the already existing state law that does allow permitless carry to be applied even to school property. The Houston County Schools and Dothan City Schools are now implementing their school bus safety program, which involves Angel Tracks cameras on each bus. Those cameras will take a picture of any car that illegally passes a stopped bus with its stop arm extended. A citation will then be sent out to the driver of that car. The five-year contract with Angel Tracks was approved this past February by the Houston County Board of Education. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland was in the hot seat before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday. That's when Missouri Senator Josh Hawley brought up the whole Mark Houck case in Pennsylvania. Houck is a Catholic and pro-life activist who was taken into FBI custody with long guns and SWAT teams. Mrs. Houck has said repeatedly the children were screaming. They feared for their lives. You've got these agents demanding that he come out. They've got the guns, she said, pointing at the house and at them. 
He has offered to turn himself in. And this is who you go to terrorize. What's really interesting to me is this seems to directly contradict your own memorandum about the use of force at the Justice Department. You say officers may use only the force that is objectively reasonable to effectively control an incident. Are you telling me that in your opinion as Attorney General, it was objectively necessary to use 20 or 30 SWAT-style agents with long guns and ballistic shields for these people? What I'm saying is that decisions about how to go about this were made on the ground by FBI agents. So you're saying you don't know? I'm, I'm saying what I just said. Which is that you're abdicating responsibility? I'm not abdicating responsibility. Then give me the answer. Is Do you think in your opinion, you are the Attorney General of the United States, you are in charge of the Justice Department, and yes, sir, you are responsible. The so F give me an answer. The FBI does not agree with your description. I'm not asking about the FBI. You are the Attorney General. Give me your answer. Do you think that it was objectively reasonable and they followed your guidelines in sending 20 to 30 armed agents to terrorize these people? Yes or no? The facts I have, which are those presented by the FBI, are not consistent with your description. So you think it was reasonable? I'm saying the facts are not as you describe. What, that the children weren't there? That there, wasn't, that there weren't long guns there? That facts. there weren't agents? What, wasn't, what, what do you dispute? What's the factual premise you dispute? FBI Be specific. said they don't agree with your description of... Be um, specific. They don't agree with what? Of, of how many agents, of the agents who were there, and of what their roles were. They don't agree. Do you know That's the jury in this case acquitted Mr. Houck? I'm sure you're aware. Do you know how long it took him? I, I am aware, and we respect the decision of the jury. Do you know how long it took him? I don't know. One hour. Republican lawmakers in the Arizona legislature are skeptical of claims that were made a few days ago against the Democrat governor, Katie Hobbs, a California law firm run by John Thaler, as well as an insurance spokeswoman from Scottsdale, Arizona, Jacqueline Breger, spoke to a Senate committee about widespread bribes being offered to elected officials in Arizona through Mexican cartels. They claimed that the cartels were getting the money laundered through fake real estate purchases, mortgages, and insurance claims. Several state lawmakers who listened at that hearing say the claims were not pertinent to the original reason for the hearing, which was about election fraud, and it was not the proper venue to place those allegations, State Senator Wendy Rogers went a little further by making a public statement saying that none of the people that were named by Thaler or Breger have actually had any charges filed against them, prosecutions pending, or convictions issued. Rogers is chair of the Senate Elections Committee. A professor of medicine at Johns Hopkins University, Dr. Marty Mackery, testified to Congress this week about the coronavirus crisis. The doctor wasted no time in supporting the lab leak story that emerged at the start of this week from the Department of Energy. Mackery provided the evidence that he observed two years ago. Two leading virologists in the United States, Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane, told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media, and then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point, it's impossible to acquire any more information, and if you did, it would only be affirmative. 
And when it comes to the Wuhan lab, COVID origins, and how U.S. taxpayer money was used to fund our own destruction, let's take a walk down memory lane of a conversation that the Daily Detail had with the former biosafety director at UAB in Birmingham. Kyle Boyette has since retired from that position, but over a year ago, he spelled it out on how government agencies can skirt the rules in the very nebulous area of bioweaponry. And I know for a fact that the laboratory in Wuhan, China, was funded extensively by NIAID. And one of the things that NIAID would do is they would contract with a researcher here in the United States to do a particular kind of research. That researcher here in the U.S., his collaborator would be in, say, China or Ukraine or someplace like that that's not so friendly to the U.S., And that's one of the ways that they get around a lot of this stuff. And that gives them plausible deniability. If Fauci was any kind of human being, he would take the position that the buck stops with him. And, you know, if any of my people at NIAID knew what was going on and didn't tell me, then I'm also complicit in that particular crime simply because I'm head of this particular organization. But that's the way they get around a lot of this stuff is through plausible deniability. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 